we were talking about your light in the background having just gone and falling off very gradually. Mm. Have you ever been asleep and something falls off a shelf at four in the morning? <laughs> I've never known terror like that. It, I just feel like that stuff never happens at a reasonable time. It's always at the creepiest times of the clock. Yeah. It's always, and I feel like it happens to me a lot where Becca will wake me up and be like, there's someone in the house. Who's that? And yeah. you go from being fast asleep, like deep sleep, into, and you, you got to come to terms what you've just been told, what you're doing about it, if anything. And then you immediately hit, well, I've got to go back to sleep again. Am I going to be able to get back to sleep again? Straight into alert mode. So Chris mm. Williamson, our friend who runs Modern Wisdom, has an alarm that has three modes, ready, armed, and trouble. And it always <laughs> it gets me every time. The designer of that was having a field day. It's just that like having the setting trouble on an alarm is useless. Yeah. Because the text, firstly, the text is so small on the alarm that there wouldn't have to be that much trouble for you to be able to go up to the alarm while it was going off and read, like, oh, what does this mean again? Oh, trouble. By that point, it's too late because there's trouble. <laughs> like you have to be dealing with, or you would be in the middle of the trouble. So Johnny, I am deep down a horrible rabbit hole and I wanted to ask your advice on this. Can I have a guess at what it might be? Please do. Because in fact, what you can probably guess based on what, you, what I see. It's, a, it's multiple stages removed. I'd be impressed with your detective skill if you can. So I, I heard what no one else will have seen because it, we were on a different bit of software at the time, but I actually joined a call, joined this call and could hear some use of playing something at two times speed. Something about P ratio. Yeah. So it was a rushed rushed rabbit hole over the so hang on it wasn't actually p ratio but it sounds like that oh no because i was in the middle of googling p ratio it was p something peak I, okay i mean i'm gonna guess okay i'm gonna guess i think you were listening to a like a support call or some sort of interview and i think it might be to do with coding no, but good guess. I think the P ratio has thrown you off. Okay. Probably what he was saying was PR interval. And what you can see over my left shoulder is a little green device that I've been sent to review. Now, I feel like the pressure's on, but whenever I get sent a device, because we try and be as down the middle as possible, just because I've been sent it for free doesn't mean that I'm suddenly going to be an evangelist for it. But I want to test it properly. And that device is worth about 800 quid. So I don't ratio P PR interval. Sorry. So what, what that claims to do is through producing positive energies in your room, normalizes your HRV. Fucking hell. So what I was going to ask you was like, I've got 40 tabs open now with all the different HRV measuring devices. Obviously I've been wearing the circle ring here, but it doesn't produce data in a kind of wranglable way for me to do anything with so i'm gonna need some other device to track this with i don't know whether to use like an aura ring or a whoop band or maybe 
what I'm leaning towards right now is a polar strap that goes around your body. Yeah. So I want so to I get... have a series of questions. Okay. <laughs> so the first one, we had a conversation two days ago where I mentioned that my I've been increasing my HRV since the start of the year. Is this Has this come about since then? Or was this in motion at that point? So I had a reminder on my TickTick to look into this device. And so after speaking to the guy who runs the, who runs the company, I'm actually more and more convinced because I, I think last time I saw this device, cause it looks like a bit of glass that you plug in. And I remember thinking like, surely this is just crystal healing crystal skulls. nonsense, but the data shows that it improves the erythrocyte sedimentation rate, cortisol levels, HRV. It's supposed to reduce the amount of EMFs that you're exposed to. So it, it seems like there's something there, but I feel like I, because he's honored me with sending me quite an expensive device, I can't just wing it. I can't just go, oh yeah, I think I feel a bit better. I feel like I've got to, I've got to track some baseline variables and intervention so results. You're going to have to get like HRV data without using it for a month. Fine. I'm asking, like, is that the plan? So that there's, I've just sent them an email asking like, is it an acute effect or is it cumulative? And would I muddy the data by doing one day on one day off, or should I get prolonged baseline and then prolonged It's got to be cumulative. Surely it's got to be cumulative. Maybe. I think in terms of, are you asking me what device would I buy? Yeah. So I think all wearables that fit like on your wrist or your finger are subject to the same, there's two constraints with those, isn't there? So there's the sensor, but pretty much all of them use the, like the green light sensors. I think Aura Ring has a different type of sensor, but broadly speaking, it's all shining light on your skin and you're limited by the algorithm and the interpretation of that on the back end. So yeah. Think, Cause it's just interpretation of something that isn't hundred percent accurate. Polar strap would be way more accurate. I've got no experience with that though. And I think the final thing, I think a lot of these devices, and I don't know whether it's the right way to do it or not, but a lot of them measure your HRV in deep sleep at night. So they mm -hmm. couple like inferring from movement and your heart rate up there in deep sleep. What's the HRV? And because I think you can influence your HRV throughout the day randomly by having a hot shower, feeling relaxed. Like there's lots of things that, that transiently affect it. So you'd have to, you'd have to take your HRV at the same, in the same conditions each day. I see. So that, yeah, that, that makes sense, which is why Aura were arguing that it's only the only point in doing HRV is if you're going to measure it in deep sleep mm. so that it controls for those variables. Plus, as you say, different devices, some of them measure optically and some of them do it through an ECG, which is more accurate technically, but depends on the sample rate, like how many data points are you taking on right. that wave and the higher the sample rate, the more battery life that it drains. And so it's probably going to be a device you have to charge every day. I would get a Fitbit. Interesting. I didn't think you'd say that. Johnny's camera's just gone off. Oh my God. That's okay. We'll, we can do audio from now on. So the reason I suggest a Fitbit is it's what I've arrived at. So it's what I use personally. I thought you still use Whoop as well. I've used Whoop. So Whoop's like a 25 quid a month subscription. So I'll mm. use Whoop for like periods of time if I want to assess. Because they have a, a feature in the app where you can like log behaviors. And then it'll give you a monthly report. That's That would be very useful. Because 
all you want at the end of the day, like this whole world of buyer tracking stuff is offering things that consumers don't need. And all you want to know is when I do this, this happens. The only difficulty with it is I think they're close to it being really worthwhile, but it's still like it will say things like on days you had a cold shower, your HRV was up, but actually it's, it's, a, it's ignoring but you also slept more than eight hours that night. Mm, it doesn't weight them properly. Yeah, it's just, it's correlation. And I don't know how useful that is. Yeah, difficult. Because also Whoop pulls together its own data, doesn't it? So it does a bit of black box wizardry. Yeah. goes, you are ready for training or you are not. In your it life. shows you your HRV score. So you okay. can see resting heart rate, HRV, I think average heart rate across the day. And it takes your HRV in the middle of the night what's annoying about whoop is i think it's very it's quite bloated they're trying it's all about the app with whoop obviously like it's a subscription mm -hmm. model so you get the band for free and you pay for the app and the app is all about like your strain and your recovery and it tries to gamify it and i just found i just find that a bit annoying like i i also don't i, I want to the stuff i want to know from a tracker i want it to be very minimal on my wrist and not really <laughs> know it's there and i'd like it to track things that i can do something about so step count, I can do something about. If I, if my weight loss stops, for example, one of the first things I'll do is look up, have I been sleeping like an idiot recently? And have I been more sedentary than normal? And a whoop band doesn't tell you. That. This was the exact gripe that I had with Aura as well, because mm. Aura have moved to subscription. The have analogy I? I used in the video about it was trading. So you often see new traders that will overlay 30 indicators on their chart and you can barely even see the price anymore because they've just got all these like rsi and momentum indicators and candlestick pattern and it's like at the end of the day what you want to know is red light or green light do i trade or do i exit mm. and anything else just adds to the amount of data that you have to process so yeah i get that, that they want to make the app as much of a bells and whistles experience as possible for you but for people like us, we just want to know, I'm doing a thing. Should I keep doing the thing? So if you bought a Fitbit, Fitbit also has a subscription service, but they give everyone a year of it for free when they buy, when you buy a device. Oh, that's clever. So you buy like this Fitbit, it's like 80 quid, does everything you need. And it gives you access to like advanced sleep tracking, stress score, readiness score, HRV, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, like everything you would need. And you're, the only reason to not buy it, I think, would be arguing that somehow Whoop or Aura, using a very similar set of sensors, are able to gain a data point that is way more accurate. My, my retort to that would be, one, no matter how well-fitting the ring you get is from Aura, it will occasionally fall off because mm -hmm. your hand gets colder during the night. And it's four or five times more expensive. I don't know what the current Aura ring price is. Two, Whoop, battery life is way worse than Fitbit, way more invasive to wear, and you have to pay the subscription to keep it, to keep using it. Yeah, so I think like the, to get the best quality data or what you're trying to do, you want to like, you want to be able to passively track your HRV for the next month without even really having to think about it, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then you want to, then you want to turn that device on and then get another month of HRV passively tracked and then just compare the two. That's a very good consideration is how comfortable is it to wear? 
And I think wearing an aura ring, particularly the circle ring, like it's a meaty thing. It's always aware that you're wearing it. It's kind of annoying. As soon as you take it off, you're like, oh, lovely. <laughs> so yeah. you don't really want to be having to faff around with it. Something that you wear on like your upper arm or around your chest that just doesn't get in the way. The other problem though is the accuracy. So there's some scientist on YouTube who went deep into, he had some kind of access to a sleep lab and tracked his data of aura and whoop and all this stuff against the kind of gold standard measurements. Mm. And he found that, and that this was the previous generation aura, but he said it was so inaccurate that it was basically non-data, which is really oh, frustrating. So that then feeds into like, why are you tracking the data in the first place? So I think from the perspective of what aura is tracking the data for, or whoop is tracking the data for, trying to say, based on your movement in HRV day to day, you should either train or not train or whatever. So if there's noise in the data, day to day like that, it's not, you shouldn't base your training on it. However, what you're looking for is like a month to month change, which should smooth out some of the noise in that. If there's a change in your HRV, you would hope that the inconsistencies are still different. It, as in like, even though it's an inconsistent set of data points, you would still see a trend change over time in those inconsistent data points. Yeah, you'd hope with a large enough sample size that would smooth out. Because otherwise it's measuring, but maybe that's possible. I don't know. Maybe it's just not HRV at all. So I'm going to throw the question back at you that you posed at the end of the video, which is what do you, I know you're trying to test this device, but what's the, like, what's the outcome you're after? It's just to, to make this review worthwhile, <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, it's funny because I'm quite ambivalent to or I'm agnostic towards data. I think it can be helpful as a pointer and as an additional thing. People sit on different ends of the spectrum and we've got, we get comments of people like, so I did some blood tests on our channel recently testing red light therapy. And some people are like, wow, that's such a great improvement. But you, yes, you were in the normal range at the start, but your thyroid hormone, your testosterone has gone up a bit and everything's trended in the right direction within those parameters. Other people are like, this is bullshit. Why are you even bothering it? They, you were healthy to start with and blah, blah. And then you get some people who are like, oh, it did nothing. Mm. You're like, why, what were you expecting to go from normal to normal? So everyone's got their, like to their, everyone's got an asshole. Everyone's got an opinion. That's not the, that's not the saying. <laughs> no opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's got an opinion on that stuff, but then also someone was like, this was clearly placebo because the blood measurement wasn't much and everything else that you noticed a benefit for was just placebo. And that's rubbish. You're like, Even if it is placebo, so what? Great. It's a subjective measure. The whole yeah. point is if you're trying to improve your stress and subjectively you think it's improved, that cannot be placebo. <laughs> Because what's the difference? Would you rather just improve your HRV, but still feel terrible <laughs> <laughs> or improve your stress and the numbers aren't really significant, but it doesn't matter. So th this is where I think the tracking the data falls down. And I'm, I think you're in the same boat with this. Yeah. So what I track my data for is, as I was saying before, it's like stuff I can do something about. So it's almost, it's almost like a stuff I need to do every day, right? Like I, I want to try and get as close to 10,000 steps a day as I can just because it makes weight maintenance or weight loss easier.
feel your better. step count makes me feel like an absolute twat it's just getting a dog so johnny's at like 17 to 20k this week on average that's what you sent me the other day yeah so last week was 114,000. oh god i'm gonna yeah. have to get mine out now get your steps out for the lads <laughs> oh don't do this to me the thing is, though, yours is phone, tracks on your phone, right? Yeah. So it won't be as accurate as mine. I really appreciate the olive branch, Johnny, <laughs> trying to make me look like less of a five-year-old. How do you see the total? I don't know. I just, I'm using the Fitbit app. Uh, so I averaged 4,400 steps. I know Adam will be listening because he's always... So why, why don't you then use this experiment? Oh no, because it'll, maybe the steps will increase your HRV. It'll muddy the data. Yeah. I've got so, once I get an HRV device, there's so many things I'm excited to try. So I can do them in sequence, as you said, like just do a month of each. It's funny, isn't it? Because this is, I've tracked my HRV for a long time. And the only time I've ever seen a big change is since the start of the year. Which I want to say is that it's due to like, meditating in cold showers but as you pointed out the other day it's probably just because i've lost five kilos uh yeah that's the big one <laughs> but there's so many things to play with isn't there there's so there's this device there's increasing the step count there's breath work meditation cold showers no fap excess fapping max fap, max fap. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try and beat your previous pb there's like training frequency weight changes Everything, what do you think would happen with max fat? What would go first? What's the oh. rate limiting factor other than just desire and lack of desire? Because it's activity, isn't it? And it's no. what would be the thing that stopped you being able to yeah. gain daily, day to day? Oh, I see. Probably tissue quality, like skin condition, like a soft tissue damage. Yeah, I reckon so. And then oh, if you're causing so. significant soft tissue damage, like that's going to impact your recovery just from. The fact that you have to like repair tissues that'll impact your hrv you'd have to really be going for it wouldn't you but trauma <laughs> just cause yeah, so that trauma. like your protein turnover would increase wouldn't it i honestly think that fitbit has the best offering on the market at the moment there you I mean, go yeah I I, this. i'm just surprised you've really blindsided me with that one i'll sit and talk about it with about it with whoever wants to talk about it but i think they'll be I mean, chris for example loves whoop but the reason he loves whoop is he gets it for free and he's on their affiliate program if he was honest always the red flag today to we posted a, a video called how to spot biohacking scams and the number one thing to look out for is the person recommending it got some kind of financial or agenda to to protect which yeah. is why I know you've been saying I need to just do athletic greens, <laughs> not join the affiliate program yeah, and just give a, give it the real deal. No, because you do plenty of reviews where we have an affiliate link in the video, but a lot of the videos you do are fairly like damning. Yeah. To be fair, like we, yeah, we did a really damning review for the Lumen device and it still converted a couple of sales, which I can't get my head around. So your, so your red light, you bid the red light box and blue light blocking glasses, both of the same company. And I feel like in both instances, you were very like, look, here's the science. Here's what happened. I did some blood work. It didn't really change. There's quite a lot of evidence to say you probably should do it. It might be good. Not 
I did six weeks of red light therapy. You went and now I'm the CEO of Amazon. And yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I would really encourage, I think the thing that will annoy you the most is probably the thing that annoys me the most about these things, which is the amount of maintenance they require. So right. like a whoop band requires quite a lot of charging and aura ring I would find that would slip off my finger or like I would wake up some mornings and it would like when I was testing Georgia, like it would just come off my finger and that sort of thing. Yeah. I also don't I think really like wearing a ring. Seeb's with the aura ring for sure. So, um, so currently it's between Fitbit on your recommendation and the polar strap, the heart rate strap. Yeah. So, how, so the, if you're going to go down the polar route, how are you going to normalize the data collection? I think just wear it 24 hours. Oh my God, man. <laughs> the, wow. the, the reason for that is because internal validity, the device is known as one of the best in the market for HRV measurement. And it, really that's the only variable I'm that interested in because other things are passively tracked by your phone. I guess respirate as well, maybe. But then also there's an app called Elite HRV who Leah Lagos, who's a, she's a doctor who wrote a book called Heart, Breath, Mind, very big on breath work to improve your HRV. And interestingly, the whole basis for her recommendation is like resonance breathing. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's the idea that if you can breathe in line with like, how can you maximally trigger your baroreceptor re reflex mm. in one minute? And it's slightly personal for different people. So it'll be anything between say, five and 10 breaths per minute that will be that kind of optimal point. And so she recommends using the Polar Strap and the Elite HRV app, which gives you a lot more depth of the data. So that's what's been pushing me that the way. of heart math. Yeah, very similar. As in the piece of software similar. So there is a, there's a heart math device. I read the heart math book as well and that's the similar kind of thing. So they integrate kind of Buddhist practices with HRV and EEG stuff. So it used to be, because I heard of this when I was following Dave Asprey, go back to like car backloading days when we were both listening to John Kiefer and Dave Asprey. He, it used to be that you had to like breathe in a certain way and the light went green or light went red, depending on if you were like improving or decreasing improving or damaging your HRV with your breath work. It's not still not what you want to measure anyway, is it? It's close enough though. And I think if you can have a live red and green button, that's well, red but and that's green if you were doing, if you were doing breath work to improve your HRV, whereas you are, you want really, you want your HRV measured every day in a comparable manner. Don't you? Yeah, it, you're right. It's only that stuff's only useful if that's the only intervention you're doing. But um, yeah. we've got some good stuff planned this year for cold exposure and this device and breath work and all that stuff. So yeah, we want to be able to track different variables. That was the problem. I, with I worry. Well. I just worry that you'll get sick of the polar device. Just having it on. If you're gonna, let's say you're gonna do sixty days, so you're gonna do a month of without this device and then a month without. That's sixty days of having a polar strap around your chest I every see. day. Or are you just gonna wear it at night? That's another thing I need to look into, like how much extra data does wearing at daytime produce? I'm not sure. I don't think there's anything that measures, I don't think there's anything that measures like all day HRV, but I could be totally wrong with that. 
from a quick Google, you can wear the Polar all the time, but obviously the consideration is when do you charge it? Well, I just don't think it measures HRV all the time. Or does it? Oh, I see. I think most devices measure HRV in a single shot. Yeah, because it's quite battery intensive. Yeah. And it's linked to the software, isn't it? More than the device. God, why is it so hard? To... You want an all-day average, don't you? HRV is what you're trying to get. Tricky. Oh, well, the rabbit hole continues then. <laughs> I will... How many people do you think are still listening? God, yeah, we've probably put many people to sleep now. But, lucky for you, we haven't even come to a conclusion and we will get back to you.